Hey, is this thing on? Welcome to Maddox on the Mic, a legal podcast presented by Maddox, an independent Australian law firm. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Maddox on the Mic, uh, the day one series. Uh, Once again, I'm Declan Peacock, and I'm joined again by Amelia Hunter. Hello, Amelia. Hi, Declan. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, today on the podcast, uh, we've abandoned the, the senior partners in the firm and we're speaking to some more junior lawyers, which is a, a bit of a change of pace for us in, in recent episodes. We'll be discussing the future of property development uh, with uh, Tandy and Lisa, two associates in our Melbourne development team. So Tandy and Lisa, welcome to the podcast and would you like to give us a bit of an introduction to the sort of work that you do in our development team? Yeah, sure. I'll um I'll kick us off. So my name is Tandy Alice. As Declan just mentioned, I'm an associate in the development team. Essentially, that means that we work for developers. Um, there can be some overlap with our construction team, but essentially, it's residential and commercial developments, and we assist our development clients right from acquisition, so site acquisition for a proposed development site all the way through working with other teams um, at Maddox to completion of that development and then subsequent post that development, it might be, um, you know, individual sales to purchases and um, even leasing work it can extend into as well if there is that commercial retail aspect of the development. Uh, Hi guys, I'm Lisa Rennie from the development team as well. I am an associate like Tani and we work in a range of developments from land to residential to industrial projects. So it's not specifically just residential. So we have a broad range of of projects. So today we're going to explore a couple of uh, major projects that Tandi and Lisa have worked on recently. And I think that'll give us a a really good insight into kind of the day-to-day work that goes on in the team and and the kind of projects that that the team works on. So Tandi, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm actually doing this podcast from a really interesting perspective. I'm currently on secondment at Bueller. And so it's really nice to sort of see the inside aspect and the client's perspective of the development. But so South Bank by Bueller, I think is what I've gained from working um, within the team is not only the most ambitious project that Um, the Bueller team have embarked on but also just the most I really think one of the most ambitious projects for Australia as a whole it um, will be Australia's on completion they're aiming to be Australia's tallest building and it's also just a it comprises two towers and it's just a um, we keep hearing this term hyper mixed precinct mixed used precinct which essentially means that, yes, there is residences residences in there, but there is also office spaces. There is a hotel, so um, it will be a six-star hotel, which I personally had not heard of. It's a got multifunctional conference centres, entertainment spaces. It's also got health and wellness um, sectors, international art galleries, and even fashion spaces as well. Probably my favourite part is it's got... I believe 12,500 square metres of 
public green spaces. It will have Australia's tallest um, garden space and that will be a public garden space. And so I think that's a really unique aspect to, to an apartment development to have that green space. That's a bit of a background on South Bank by Beulah. And obviously, Tiny, you're uh, on secondment there at the moment, so you've got a, a pretty unique experience and involvement in the project. But can you give us an indication of generally, you know, both prior to secondment and, and while on secondment, what are your day-to-day, you know, tasks and, and what are you working on? How are you involved in the project? Yeah, sure. Well, to be honest, my involvement from the Maddox side of things as in working at Maddox for Bueller as a client, actually happened quite late in the piece. So I basically came on board in the weeks leading up to the launch day. And so that for me really just involved finessing the contract of sale. So we prepare a master contract of sale that will then be used to sell to individual purchases within the development. So I prepared finding sort of final touches to that contract of sale but then it was preparing for the launch and what was really amazing about it it was extremely collaborative so myself several grads from um, Maddox law clerks partners we all had the opportunity to meet with members of Bueller and you know from there and we had their finance team we had marketing team we had the architects we had their legal counsel and we all sort of collaboratively worked together to come to this launch day and that yeah that was incredible in itself so getting that organized and Lisa and myself actually attended that launch day and we were there um, drafting you know additional special conditions on the spot preparing um, answering any of our clients questions uh, working quite closely with the legal counsel and it was an amazing launch day it was quite a big production and really exciting to be a part and broke Australia's records for the most apartment sales in one day. I think the rough figure is 400 million. So an incredible production to be a part of. It's a lot of contracts in one day that sends a shiver down my spine as a, <laughs> as a lawyer that practices predominantly in the dispute space. But I'm sure for our, our transactional-minded listeners, that's, that's that will give them a bit of a thrill. And Lisa, turning to one of the major projects you worked on, you've, you were heavily involved in the Australia 108 project, which is a couple of doors down from where the South Bank by Balua, um, by Beulah, sorry, is, is, is being built. So do you want to give us a bit of background on that project and what your involvement was? Sure. Yeah. So Australia 108 is the uh, the current currently the tallest residential building in the Southern Hemisphere. So it is quite an iconic skyscraper for Melbourne, but also more broadly Australia. There's 1,100 apartments and every type of facility um, that you can imagine. It's, it's a building that is like a resort where everything is done the residence doorstep. There's golf simulators, there's private cinemas, infinity pools, and probably one of the most significant um, attributes is the, the unbeatable panoramic views of Melbourne. So it, it's very large projects, large scale, uh, lots of our team throughout not only development but the wider Maddox firm, like construction, disputes and tax, the commercial teams, we've, we've all been heavily involved in this project to, um, to get it from site acquisition to, to the tallest building in the Southern Hemisphere. It's been, it's been quite a process. And for you, sort of the, the, the most rewarding part, is it just that, because it's such, I mean, these developments are so big, is it, is it simply getting it across the line that it's, it, that's, that's what, where the reward comes from? Or is there something sort of that you, you what's your main takeaway of the, the thing that you enjoyed most about that project and that sticks with you? 
It is the, the it being the most iconic Australian building to date, and and the tallest building in the Southern Hemisphere to date. It was personally a, an incredible and rewarding part of the project. It's not often you get to be a part of Australian built form history like that. But on a on a firm level, one of our greatest achievements in delivering this project was really the holistic approach that Maddox took in in from inception to completion. We've just celebrated the the one-year anniversary of the building being completed and it really did take a lot of members of the teams across the firm to to get this to to the end point and it was that I think was incredible from from our point of view. It, It took multiple practice teams, finance and construction, commercial. We all did our own separate pieces of advice to get this project, you know, come to life. So it was great to have that experience to advise with other team members to work together and, and bring those services together so that we can effectively deliver one complete project to a, to a very happy client. And it's it's one of those things, Lisa, I, I can imagine that you touched on it. It's an iconic building. It's it's tall and you can see it and, um, you know, every time you see it, you can remember the work. It's it's a tangible outcome, right? You can um exactly, yeah. You you get to appreciate it at the end yeah. of the day, what um or what your hard work has gone into it and built. It's, it's fantastic. It's nice that you can look back on whenever you drive past or see the building on the skyline that it's fond memories and not PTSD. So that's yeah. obviously it was a good project <laughs> yeah. to be involved in because I imagine if it went if it went sour, it could it could be bringing back some bad flashbacks. So that's that's a definite positive. <laughs> Um, I guess just this is sort of a question for both of you as although you're associates so you're not incredibly junior but more junior members of the firm still your sort of your practices in this area are growing so what do you sort of see as those sort of growth trends in, in the areas that you work in and what will your futures in the in the development space look like? I've, I've seen a, a couple of trends recently um, that have clients are really starting to to run with those are the more boutique space of in, in particular in residential builds there's we're seeing a lot more mum and dad downsizers selling their residential family home and wanting to move into a more high-end boutique development where they've got all the facilities on their doorstep and not a worry in the world so a, a lot of our developer clients are building smaller developments but but very boutique and bespoke um, builds to, to suit that lifestyle change for for downsizing families. And another one is a, a huge shift towards developers making a bigger effort to generate and contribute to more affordable or social housing initiatives. And this is emerging in the form of rent to buy programs, but also not-for-profit organisations like Homes for Homes. We have quite a few clients now donating a portion of their development profits to Homes for Homes who have an amazing goal of building uh, homes for needs, homes for those in need and, and step you know, with the end result of, of ending, ending homelessness by building these um, social housing projects. So our clients are, are wanting to be a part of more of a social movement rather than just focusing on their own personal built form projects. And and with that, they leave a, a lasting legacy beyond beyond a project that they deliver at the end of the day, which is fantastic to see. I I completely agree with everything that Lisa has just said and, and second everything that she's said. I think the only thing that I would or emerging trend that I would add and something that's really, really true to Bueller is 
this I, I think people often have this idea of apartment apartment living being quite boxy and city like and it's this idea of bringing essentially bringing garden spaces um into apartment living and you know south bank by Beulah is quite close to um the botanical gardens and so they're really drawn on that garden space and if you have a look at the renders for um south bank by Beulah, it's sort of got this well it is called a green spine but it really is greenery spiraling up the apartment tower which is um, to me is just absolutely incredible and it's also I mean this whole idea of sustainability is is all throughout the apartment they've even developed um, and it's sort of beyond my the science behind it is beyond my understanding but the, they've got this bespoke um, centralised ventilation system which is going to filter through apparently the cleanest, freshest, healthiest air um, through every apartment. And to me, that's just incredible. And it's, you know, it's designed at optimising sleep and because often in apartments you can get kind of stuffy air and that sort of recycled. But um, I just think that this really um, forward future focused and really yeah really incredible so it's just that green trend I suppose I would um that you're seeing in designs at the moment that I would I would add to that I guess as a um the converse of that was is um what what kind of opportunities do you see uh for a law clerk or a graduate in these kinds of projects um that are happening at Maddox I think there's there's great scope for um, law clerks and graduates to, to get involved in these types of projects. There's always, you know, with, with a scale like Australia 108 where there's 1,100 apartments, you get some you get some pretty curly purchaser queries along the way. So we like to get the the graduates involved in preparing goods of variation of contracts and you know liaising with purchasers and their and their queries on on the contract or amendments to the plans and you know bespoke apartment changes or shifts in design and the, and the graduates can get a really good feel for what purchases look for and we can and how you know vendor negotiations work on that front yeah and I mean exactly like Lisa said um, I mean she's talking about Australia 108 which has just celebrated its for its um, one year anniversary and then um, and you can see that despite it being, um, you know, a year following completion of construction, that there's still so much work continuing from that. But likewise, at this stage where it's, you know, the complete opposite, construction isn't anticipated to complete for, you know, roughly five years, you are seeing grad heavily involved. And I said earlier that um, we had probably 10 10, 11, maybe 12 grads on the launch day and they were working directly with the sales team, with the finance team, with the um, the legal counsel at Beulah to get contracts exchanged and they were a part of that process. So, yeah, you definitely see um, grads and, and law clerks alike getting involved. So given that there is such a role um, for grads and junior lawyers to be to be working in in this development space and it, it does seem whenever we do these sort of uh that we do the recruitment events and speak to to grads there is such there's a real interest in in property development and real estate so what sort of advice would you have for those those prospective lawyers that are really interested in the space to to be in a really good position to to start their careers in in say the development team or working in in property and real estate development is such a broad 
sphere of work and I think um, I'm an associate and I've been practicing for almost five years now and I'm still kind of discovering different little parts of development and it you know even working within Bueller doing really exciting work and um, working on um, construction and it's just it's just an extensive there's you know there's you're working with builders you're working with development managers so there's so many parts and components of it that grads can really get their head around and I think understanding what developer clients are looking for and having a good understanding of you know but just being involved in what what's sort of popping up and picking out trends clients really like to hear you having a chat with them and partners you know we're all at Bueller their key word for this year is passion and you can really see it and so it's just about showing that passion for upcoming developments and being excited about these um, incredible projects and all more boutique projects that it's just yeah having an, a general awareness and understanding of those projects and, and excitement and passion for them is really what clients want yeah, I completely agree with, with what Tandy said there. And I think it's all comes down to if the, if the grad is excited and you want to get involved in this, then it's a matter of putting your hand up and saying, pick out things that you really do enjoy, like if it's owner corporation work or if it's contract negotiations and seek out those opportunities. Uh, ask, ask the team um, to get more involved in those types of, of things. So... Um, that really does come across when when you do have a passion for for the work. It really does come across, and it makes it far more easier to get involved in all the transactional things we do and the entire project life cycle that we that we often deal with. No, that's excellent, and some some really great advice there, uh, Tandy and Lisa. Thank you for that. Uh, and I think that's just about all we have time for today. But thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and and thanks. Special thanks to, to Tandi and Lisa for joining us. If you have any questions, please don't forget to, to reach out to either Declan or myself or a member of the Maddox team. Uh, and, of course, if you liked the episode, don't forget to review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to Maddox on the Mic. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to maddox.com.au forward slash podcast to subscribe. If you'd like more information on any of the topics discussed in today's episode, visit the Maddox website, maddox.com.au.